Good afternoon, everybody. Um, today, we welcome Venerable Kai Chen uh, to give us the Dharma teaching. Venerable Kai Chen received his tonsure in 1999 by senior Venerable Sei and then proceeded to receive his higher ordination in the same year under Vinaya Sector Senior Venerable Taoai. In year 2000, Venerable enrolled in a Buddhist college in Taiwan and graduated in year 2004. Upon graduation, he helped to serve the Buddhist college by overseeing the students' affairs from year 2004 to year 2007. Thereafter, Venerable continues to serve in different Buddhist organizations. Let's welcome Venerable Kaiser. Thank you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I have been invited okay, by Venerable uh, Chuan Guan and his group of, this is called the Little Down, Spiritual Group Cultivation, okay, uh, to give a talk. <clears throat> Initially, my talk was supposed to be conducted in Chinese, but um, the host told me that, okay, there are a few venerables who have actually uh, giving, uh, who have gave, uh, were given the talk in Chinese, so asked me to, you know, to speak to all of you in English so that, you know, I'm able to better relate to a group of audience which may be wider than the audience for the Chinese Dharma uh, talk, all right? So um, today I am going to give a talk on the cultivational practices, all right, how we should go in, all right. Um, it should not be a talk that talks a lot about this Buddhist jargons or terminology, but to share with you that how you should progress, all right, uh, on this road of practices, not forgetting that the primary uh, teachings of the tenets, okay, by the Lord Buddha itself, the fourth, uh, the Four Noble Truth, okay, and in correlation with the Noble Eightfold Path, all right. So now, uh, before we start, we have to take refuge in the Buddha, in the Dharma, and in the Sangha, and together as a congregation, as a whole, if you will see the Buddha Bar, quite what in front, shall we all read in English the three refuge? One, two, three. I take refuge in the Buddha. I take refuge in the Dharma. I take refuge in the Sangha. I take refuge in the Buddha, the one who shows me the way in this life. I take refuge in the Dharma, the way of understanding and of trueness. I take refuge in the Sangha, the community that lives in harmony and awareness. Okay, we shall start with the opening verse, one, two, three. The unsurpassed, profound, and wonderful Dharma is difficult to encounter in hundreds of millions of eons. I now see and hear it, receive and uphold it, and I vow to fathom the Tathagata true meaning. We shall recite the Mangala Sutta. Thus have I heard on one occasion 
the exotic wand was dwelling at the monastery of Anatta Pindika in Jetta Grove near Savati. Now, when the night was far spent, a certain deity whose surpassing splendor illuminated the entire Jetta Grove came to the presence of the exalted ones and, drawing near, respectfully saluted him and stood at one side. Standing thus, he addressed the exalted one in verse. Many deities and men, yearning after good, have pondered on blessings. Pray, tell me the highest blessing. And the Buddha replied, not to associate with the fools, to associate with the wise, and to honor who are worthy of honor. To reside in a suitable locality, to have done meritorious actions in the past, and to set oneself in the right course. Vast learning, perfect handicraft, a highly trained, disciplined, and pleasant speech. To support mother and father, to cherish the cherishing of wife and children, and peaceful occupation. Liberality, righteous conduct, the helpings of relative and blameless actions. To cease and abstain from evil, forbearance with respect to insubstance, and steadfast in virtue. Reverence, humility, contentment, gratitude, and opportune hearing of the Dharma. Patience, obedience, sight of the monks, and religious discussion at due season. Self-control, holy life, perception of the noble truth, and the realization of Nibbana. He whose mind does not flatter by contact with worldly contingency, sorrowless, stainless, and secure. To them, fulfilling matters such as these, everywhere invisible, in everywhere moving happily. Thank you very much. So now uh, we shall talk about uh, the different stages on cultivation. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, as you have known, that um, to conduct is the, the so-called Dharma talk, okay, in English, is never an easy task. Okay, basically, um, as we have gone, uh, as I have, you know, started with this with into Mahayana Buddhism, and my context, okay, came in with the Mahayana Buddhism in Chinese. So it has never been easy, okay, for me to speak to all of you and to share with all of you how, uh, how the talk should be conducted in English because of the terminology, okay, within the Chinese contact itself, all right? So um, now we talk about this um, different stages of cultivation. If you were to read, okay, as we hear the Dharma teachings from a master, okay, and you will see truly comprehend them through, through further thinking and practice, a faith to the way will be actually generated. All right, do you understand about this? Okay, then from there, I have to give you a brief introduction here. Then after that, I will go into uh, the many, uh, the four different stages. But primarily, I will deal on one aspect, and that is faith. 
all right? The faith that is important. Then after the faith, that comes the understanding. Okay, with the understanding that is being set in place and set in motion, then it's easier for one to go into the action of it. And through the actions of the practices, then one will go into the realization of the way. And that's where, you know, we talk about Arahanships, we talk about the Mahayana 52 stages, all right? The Mahayana, the 10 uh, levels of it, how we go through it. All right. So, advancing further, as what I've said here, we will be able to develop a deep understanding of the way. Thereafter, in this way, uh, the harmonious union of our life and the way occurs is called action. All right. The action is important. All right. But basically, uh, it is very important that the understanding is there, the right understanding, all right? If the right understanding is there, in the end, okay, you will be able to succeed within this lifetime on a few lifetimes to come. But however, if the right understanding is not in place, all right, then it may require you to take a long time, okay? For many, many, billion years to come, if your understanding is not there, then no doubt the so-called uh, cultivation would be good, but it may be felt out in certain sense towards your path to enlightenment. Alright? So this is very important. We must have that understanding. But before understanding set in, we have to talk about faith. So, uh, if faith, understanding, action, and realizations so would we'll go to it, what do you understand about these four words in Chinese? Can you tell me anyone in the congregation here? Yeah, this is what we call the sing, 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 All right. Uh, I'm not going to fill with, as I said earlier, I'm not going to fill all of you with a lot of jargons, but to tell you how we should progress. All right. What is more important is the faith, the understanding that you need to know. All right? As for the actions, you have to depend on yourself, on your understanding of the Buddha Dharma itself, and on your uh, so-called, how your coming actions, how you actually perform more wholesome coming actions, how to eradicate and eliminate that wholesome actions. And that will be area and from there and how you realize the path for that i have yet to realize into the sixty path yet so i may not be able to tell you but through your good roots through your understanding all right it will be beneficial of course this has to be done by the empowerment of the triple gen the buddha the dharma and the holy sangha Right. Now we talk about the right faith. Right faith. Can this be written? Can be written. Huh? Faith. We talk about faith. Okay. The faith um, can be divided into uh, two sections. All right. Two sections of it. Known as right faith. Okay. Or Can you read it? Those are around me. Can you read it? Can you read it? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it's stronger. Stronger. Oh, yes. So, 
sorry, my word seems to be very ugly. Can I help? Can, can I erase it? Erase it. Go on. Can you come and teach me? <laughs> I, I am not very good in using this. Yeah, which one is it? This, this, one. One. this is an eraser or half. Okay. It belongs to two sections. Two sections. Then we have to talk about the right faith. Or rather, we know as the faith, the inner faith, which have the Okay, if you are, if the faith that you have gen supposed to be generated, that um, that you have the proper under uh, the right faith in it, all right, then as you go along, it will be good. But if the faith that is uh, known as missing, uh, as you go along with it, then you may not see the fruit of success easily within this few lifetime or for many lifetimes to come. So this is especially important that, okay, um, some of them will be very emotional. They have emotional beliefs, all right? Um, they are into superstitions, okay? So right faith itself, if you produce a right faith in you, you know, then of course, slowly and surely, you will progress on the path of enlightenment or the sixthly path. But if the faith that is being generated is known as her faith, then that will put you in a cycle of samsara. All right? We call the cycle of samsara, I think, as Buddhists, you know about it. That will go through life and death, life and death. So that, okay, is the difference between what is right faith and faith that is not right. Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Thank you very much. All right. Yeah. Then we have to talk about even when, okay, um, okay, even when you are practicing the Four Noble Truth, you have an understanding of the Four Noble Truth known as the truth of suffering, the truth of the cause of suffering, the truth of the end of suffering and the truth of the path leading to the end of suffering. Okay, uh, by practicing that, the noble eightfold path, uh, or by practicing the noble eightfold path, your afflictions do not seem to have lessened. Your wisdom does not seem to have increased over the time. All right, then that is saying that is to say that you are still uh, you are on the so-called a path that is may not be very right okay it is still on the right path all right but the faith that being generated is not the right faith the path is right but the faith is not right so it will hinder you so um even you you have wrong in the right directions it will not bring you or it will not elevate your spiritual uh, spirituality as well as your wisdom. This is something that you have to know, all right? There may be a few teachers here, there may be a few professors teaching here, you should know that. If you do not apply the right technique, 
to teaching your students, then you can bring forth the young of today for the future of tomorrow. Am I right to say that? So during the past, the teachers had this conviction in them to teach the best and to bring out the best. But how many of them can they bring out the best? Only by applying the technique. It is the same, same thing. All right? The same thing that in practicing Buddhism, you must produce the right faith. You must not be superstitious. If it's superstitious, then that's it. You, you, your, your effort, you put in a lot of effort, but it is futile at the end of it. Is it worthwhile? All right. So in this way, that's what we say that, okay, um, because uh, from your understanding of Buddhism itself, it does not elevate because you are only stopping in the form of language. You know, we speak about language to you now. We talk to you what is language all about, and in the form of sound teaching, you hear what I say. But yourself, you do not have the fortitude, all right? The perseverance, the determination to further it by controlling your body, your speech, and your mind, all right? If I were to ask you, how do you find this Sahara world? Is it an enjoyable place to stay? For many of you, you would think that it's enjoyable because, you know, I have a family, I'm happily married, I have children, I have grandchildren, I have um, probably, all right, I'm related to the royal family or I'm related to the Holy Sangha. But you do not know that in this Sangha world is a place for you, okay, to further your practices. You do not know that it is important to uphold the five precepts so that in many other lifetimes to come, you can become man and you can get in contact with Buddhism. You are just enjoying the life that you're having now and succumb yourself to sensory pleasure. And this sensory pleasure, if uncontrolled, and not having the right faith and the determination to see them as something dangerous or rather poisonous, you may not know that you have slipped into decadence. You get what I mean? So it is important that at this point of time that you develop the right faith by upholding the five precepts. Knowing what the five and what I mean is you must know what are the five precepts. And what are the effects and what are the results that comes out of the five effect, uh, five precepts? All right. If you do it well, you become the human. If you further uphold the five precepts into ten wholesome actions, you will be born in the heaven. Okay, but again, these are good reborns or reincarnations. But you have forgotten that when you are born into the heaven. You enjoy the happiness of it, being best in the bliss and the blessings. But you know not that one day you are still subjected to samsara. That is when your so-called lifespan is up within the heaven realm itself. You will still have to come down. And I've told some of my students before you will not come down as humans for your information. 
you will go to the three lower lines. So having the right faith is right, but you must couple with the right faith, you must have the right understanding. If you don't have the right understanding, all right, you are just wasting your life away, reborn in the heaven, then after that go into the realm of suffering. That will not be worthwhile. So um, in this case, I am I right to say that there are still a lot of people being entangled within the web or the nets of deception. That they do not have the right understanding. And thinking that if they were to go for the five precepts, they reborn in heaven or as human rights, that would be good. What if you are reborn in the human realm and you are born in Africa? Or a place where there's no Buddhism. Then what will happen? So with the right faith, the right understanding, you have to make the vows, the vows of it. So you have to contemplate, okay? I've been a monk for many years. I have told my students that, okay, I'm sorry. It's a statement, uh, it, it, it is an arrogant statement made. I've been monks for a couple of years, not many years, all right? So from now it's about 22 years. I told my students before that, you know what? For the 22 years, I have wasted 15 years of my life as a Sangha. By not doing anything productive, to myself and to the sentient beings. For the 15 years, I have, you know, disappointed, I have disappointed the Lord Buddha, who is my dear father and my teacher. For the 15 years, you know, thereafter, you know, of course, during that period of time, I, I do fall, I fell down eagerly. With the empowerment of the triple gem, I slowly pick myself up. All right. So within this um, time, I have encountered. Okay, I have encountered the vicissitudes of life as a sangha, but not as a human being. Uh, no, not as a lay person. All right, as a sangha. And you know how? I have faith. Uh, my faith when I wanted to be a monk or enter into the sanghahood. It has been right. But over time, as I went in, because of arrogance, I have yet, you know, I have wrong on my path and developed a wrong faith in it. Knowing that, okay, I am the son of the Buddha, you know, I will be free from so-called, the so-called unwholesome actions that will result in unwholesome karma. So for that, I have to suffer, and from there, I learn, all right? So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do not be like me. You must learn the right way. You must know the genuine way to Buddha Hood, all right? This is very important. Don't waste your life to me, all right? To me now, I may not look young, I may not look old, but I think I do not have much time left. 
So given this, uh, given this time for me to tell you, it is because you must have the Dharma within you and the self-belief that you can do it. You understand, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, good. So, um, then we shall contemplate, okay? We shall contemplate that never um, take yourself for granted. You must tread on this path in a manner that you will have to eat every day. You must have the ways of doing your homeworks, doing your homeworks every day. Though we say that you may have the right understanding in future, you do not need, but these are the experience means that will elevate your uh, spiritual merits, your fields of merits to a higher level. All right? So now, talk about it. We must always have a right faith, right faith generate to know about the Buddha itself. All right, the Buddha. How would I say that... Um, you know the Buddha, they have the 10 names of the Buddha. You know that? You know the 10 names of the Buddha? What are the 10 names? First. First, what are they? The task comes one. Yes, Rulai. Number two, what is it? In Gong, one worthy of suffering. Uh, one worthy of offering. Sorry. Okay, what else? Huh? Uh, one who has a proper and universal knowledge. Okay, what else? This one can still go, go further now. Um, we don't talk about second understanding. What else? Huh? Ming Xing Zhu talks about what? Clarity in? No. Ru Lai Ying Gong Zheng Pian Zhu Ming Xing Zhu. One who is perfect in the clarity, a uh, clarity in practice. Then what else? Uh, this is C. Okay, five is what? Huh? well gone. Sujianjie, one who has uh, the unsurpassed ones who understands the world very well. Okay, we call the unsurpassed. Okay. Then what else? Hero, okay. Then how you know? We talk about Tianrenshi, right? Tianrenshi is teacher of God and heaven. Um, yeah, you're right. Human, okay. Is a teacher of gods and humans. What else? So the Buddha 
encompass the so-called the 10 titles of this. So in that sense that you will generate a very pretty, divine and pure, wholesome action. The wisdom, the kindness, the patience and the generosity, all these virtues that it generates is worthy for what you are supposed to learn from him. That you must hold in great faith that he will be the one that will be able to guide you out of this samsara. Just like a teacher who is able to guide his so-called level students that is, she or he is teaching into performing well. Alright? If the student is not able to perform well, then that student may be lacking in his studies, or he may not have the aptitude to study well and good. So in this case, these are the important virtues and expounding on the virtues of the Lord Buddha itself, you all must try to follow him. Just like me, who have not been following the virtue of him for the past 15 years. Thereafter, because of the many so-called, okay, uh, impermanence, you know, phenomena that happens in life that prompted me that there's a need for me to have to ingrain my faith in the triple gem deeply. And this virtue by the Lord Buddha is especially accentuated by the conduct that you must take refuge in the three refuge. That is the refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha. By taking refuge in the Buddha, you must not take refuge in any of the others, gods or devis or devas. You must believe in him. This is very important. The faith that you must have in the Buddha must be there. And by the faith that you take refuge in the Dharma, you must not read other texts other than the text of the Buddha itself. Even if you were to read other texts, the text itself must have some correlation to Buddhism and you will use it for reference. And if you were to take refuge in the Sangha, you must not take refuge in others' so-called you know, personnel like um, Saram, you know, the Sai Baba or something like this any of the so-called uh, externalists, you must have faith in the Holy Sangha. Talk about that, you must have faith in the Holy Sangha and the Holy Sangha itself must be capable of teaching you. More often than not these days, more often than not these days, I would like to reiterate on this, the Holy Sangha, alright, some of them are not doing what they are supposed to do to dwell into the Dharma treasury. Thereby, they are not able to teach the populace or the population as a whole going into the right direction. They have mingled with some of the Taoism rites and rituals, knowledge. And this is not right when we say we have to take refuge in the Dharma. In the Dharma proper age, you know, where the monks or the Holy Sangha, they were very steadfast in their cultivations and in their virtues, Buddhism prosper. Then we talk about the Dharma semblant age. Then we have come to the Dharma ending age, 
where I don't see a lot of holy sangha dwell deeply in the Dharma treasury. And this is especially pain to see that Buddhism itself has gone into sort of downfall. But we talk about causes and conditions. It has to happen. But what I'm lamenting that I do recognize that through these causes and conditions, we are going into the Dharma age, and these are what is happening. But why can't some of the Holy Sangha dwell in the uh, Dharma treasury, you know, and bring this so-called Dharma knowledge, which are as Dharma knowledge, which is so precious and so useful to sustain beings so that they can learn, you know. Other than I see your teacher, Tongkong Fatsu, has been doing a good job. Chuanren Fatsu, Dingrong Fatsu, Chuanxian Fatsu. Okay, talk about these few monks. They have put in their efforts. Okay, Chuanren Fatsu may not propagate a lot about Dharma, but he has get them to meditate teaching them meditation, explaining to them, putting so-called the action, you know, so-called the action, the right action into motion, which is good. Then I have seen people like Chuan Kong Fasun teaching a group of students and bringing up them well. All right. This is um, pretty evident, you see, as we can see from the Facebook. All right from words of mouth. So in this case, I would like to tell all of you that, okay, your faith has to be generated. Once the faith has been generated, you have to have absolute faith in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Thereafter, you have to have faith that the Triple Gem will empower you to have a great understanding of the Dharma itself. And because of this so-called great understanding that you have for the Dharma itself, the faith is there, you are able to deliver yourself and the people around you out of suffering. You may be happy at this moment, but you may not know impermanence when it sets in, it can bring you, all right, the so-called the killing effect that makes you can't even sit still for a while. Usually when, you know, you think that you may be doing well at this moment, later, just a few words from the two of you, all right, or the three of you, is enough to kill the person in front here by letting him, how, how does he kill? <clears throat> you know, by killing his mind so that he can't, you know, think properly, he will dwell on what they are, they are saying. So in this case, if you do not have the right faith, the understanding or the right faith, you think that the Buddha is not able to deliver you out of these uh, consequences, so-called, you know, what you're experiencing right now. You think you cannot, then you will just be miserable for the next few days until the whole thing is solved. And how you expect the whole thing to be solved, it can never be solved if you do not solve the problem itself. So having the faith in the Buddha, then thereafter we have the understanding 
of it, then we can, you know, help ourselves. By helping out ourselves, from there as we learn how to how to so-called uh, get our affliction out, kill our afflictions, have a mental uh, mind frame that we are solving the problems, only then can we help other people. And helping other people, other sentence being other than yourself itself is important. You should not say that, okay, I don't even think I can help myself. Why should I be helping other people? They're wrong. In Mahayana Buddhism, the essence of the essence of Maya Buddhism is that you should deliver sentient beings from suffering rather than to focus your points on being a Buddha. Do you understand class? I don't know if you understand. Is there anyone who don't understand? Anyone here who doesn't understand, can you put out your hands? What I say? Okay. <laughs> All right. I hope um, I hope that it is not it is not um, it is not monotonous to the point that puts you to sleep. But it is something that you have to know what is the different stages of cultivation, how to develop the right faith. All right. In in events from right faith, we have to go into right understanding. That is to have the understanding. Then you must talk about right view. Right view, okay. Uh, right view is what, what do you say that right what, what is what is about right view? Right view, when we talk about right view, it means an understanding that our actions have consequences. Alright, then once that our uh, <clears throat> once that our action has consequences, okay, if you for example, okay, the consequences may be severe, but if you think that death itself, death, can solve the problem, then you are very wrong. Death itself cannot solve, it's not the end of your actions or the, uh, of the actions that you have done that produce the consequences. You will bring it to the other lifetime. So having the right view about the consequences of what you're doing through your actions, this is very important. All right? So do not think that um, by by your mind itself, by your consciousness itself, you just think, oh, you're going to do something not right, unwholesome. It won't produce the unwholesome actions by inside your mind. Many people will think that, oh, by inside my mind, okay, this person, this two person or these two persons, okay, they are speaking my, behind my back. They are tarnishing my reputation. I wish that they disappear from the earth itself. Okay, by just having these thoughts, you are planting the seeds of unwholesome action into you. So that is why when you meditate, you are supposed to level your mind, not to agitate your mind, so that when you meditate, you are able to purify your body, speech and mind. But if you do not have this right faith in a, in a triple gem in first place and right understanding that stabling your mind will... <clears throat> negate the unwholesome uh, actions that you have done, producing the unwholesome consequences. And how you tell me? So, in this case, having the right view, it is of importance 
that you should be very aware of the actions that you are doing. All right. If you are not aware of the actions that you are doing now, all right, then you will not have a successful exit from this world. You will go to the rhymes of the suffering and you will suffer there as a consequences. If your actions itself are wholesome and produce wholesome consequences, then your rhymes will be to the heavenly rhymes. And who knows, if you are doing the Buddha recitation and bringing the vows to be born in the Amitabha Pure Land, then you will be born in the Pure Land, not of Amitabha, but of other Buddhas as well. So in this case, all right, uh, we have to know, okay, we have to uh, witness as a Buddhist how we witness a wonderful change in a person by seeing his action, whether does he have the right faith, the right understanding, so on and so forth. So we shall rest for a minute or so, uh, for another 15 minutes at 2.30 will come. So uh, later, if you have any question, please ask me. I have to ask them how to write because the writing is terrible. All right, <laughs> thank you. Right, thank you very much. Namo Buddhaya, Namo Dhammaya, Namo Sangaya. Please rise and go and uh, help yourself for a while. Okay, the darkest moment of my life. Okay, everybody have their darkest moments. It may not be one moment, it may be other few moments. All right. Throughout the years of my uh, of my tour as a Sangha, I have learned to you know have proper faith, deep ingrained faith in the triple gems. So ever, whenever my darkest moments appear. I always have faith in the Triple Gem. It is never easy to have this faith in the Triple Gem because why? At a point of time when your affliction strikes you, okay, where everything in the world comes tumbling down, you must not think of a method. First, you must not think of anything but just to have the faith that the Triple Gem will guide you, will empower you. All right? With the faith that comes in, you have for that, it will work wonders by the Triple Gem. We are not talking about superstitious, but after that, during that darkest moment, you must also bring forth the so-called, okay, the so-called um, repent. You have to repent for your unwholesome actions. So that at the point of time when you do that repentance, it will elevate you to a higher plane of your repentance and bring you to the roots of repentance by saving you up from that darkest moment. This is especially important. But if your faith is not there, you don't even think of the triple gem. You just think, how should I get out of this predicament, of this darker moments, then seeking help from the devis, the divas, or the so-called supernatural beings in power to help you to elevate, uh, to take you out of the darkest moments. Not considering that the Buddha is your guide at all times. The triple gem will be your guide. So this is especially important that you have to strengthen your faith, all right? 
So now when we talk about that, we talk about Ananda. Ananda, okay, when he, um, when he, the Buddha asked Ananda, okay, Ananda, why do you wish to enter into the order of the Sangha? And you know what Ananda said? Ananda said that, okay, because of your 32 signs and your 80 secondary characteristics, all this goodness when I contemplate makes me want to go into the Lord. Because the faith that he has for the Lord Buddha itself, brings him into the monkhood. So this is very, very strong faith that he has developed. Thus, he was able to be the male at the attendance to the Lord Buddha through later years. Then after that, he also says that because of your golden hue body, you know, the golden body, then the so-called aura that he emits is so positive, the energy is so strong, it's filled with goodness, it's purity divine, that brings him in, into Buddhism and into monkhood. So, all right, now if we, um, we were able to smash the nets of stupid uh, superstitions, and to aspire to know the goodness of the Lord Buddha and how he attained all this goodness and his manifestation of how he helped the sentient beings, you will have absolute faith in him. Thus, it is always important that we go to the triple gem for refuge, all right? And to establish the faith, and to establish the faith, okay? Establish, uh, to establishing the faith, then there are things that you need to Make sure that this faith itself is impeccable, indestructible. There are four things that you have to always have that in mind. Called the si, uh, the four indestructible faith. You know what is it called in Chinese? I think some of you have seen, you know what is it? If you were to talk to about the Samyutta Agama, in the text number 30, it talks about this faith that you must have because of the stages of cultivation that have to go, you must have this faith. What are the four of them? Where is that four of them? Okay, this faith, okay. The faith is the four, the four indestructible faith, okay, that you must have known as the uh, Chatu Dharma Pariyayam, the four kind of indestructible faith is the faith in the, in the Buddha, the faith in the Dharma, the faith in the Holy Sangha, and the faith in the precepts, all right? Okay, faith in the Buddha and in the Dharma, okay, of course they're primary, okay? But faith in the precepts, is equally important because by not, okay, by knowing the precepts, by doing what is not wholesome, okay, you are giving rise yourself to a proper platform for you to further develop your faith and that anything that comes along the way will not strike. Just like what I say earlier on that uh, people during their darkest moment of life, all right, during their darkest moment of life, if, for example, the faith in the triple gem is never stable, they will seek help from externalists and wanting externalists to help them. All right.
yeah, talk about that. I have encountered that before. Okay, when uh, my faith, uh, when I, I, I reach the darkest moment of life, I do seek help. But it was very, very um, not, not common for me to do that. But at one time, I think that was about nine years ago, I did seek help. Not from externalists, but within the Buddhist order itself. But it is not considered to be, uh, it is considered to be pretty proper. But yet, after thinking of it, I think it was not proper because if I do not establish the fourth, uh, the faith in the Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, and the precept itself, or the pillar of faith itself, that will it will not disrupt my, it will never uh, it will never to disrupt my pillar of faith and the strength of faith of the Dharma itself. All right, it will not do that. I wouldn't have asked him to help me if my faith at the time was uh, indestructible. Probably it was a bit destructible, but in the end, I have asked him to help. Later on in life, um, as in 2005 onwards, actually before that, I'm dwelling in the Dharma since 2009, but the faith on the Buddha itself, on the Dharma itself, and the Sangha itself, and on the Krisa itself, started between 2014 and 2015. All right. So when I did that, okay, I I uh, I did that. I felt a bit of remorse too because why did I not trust the Buddha? Because at the point of time, why I did did that? Because I have asked the Buddha to empower me, but it did not happen. So by not happening, I asked. I was thinking, I cannot see the result. How, you know? How I have tried my method of prostrating and getting some of my uh, prayers answered. Answer but at the point of time, I'm still afflicted by the worthy afflictions. So at the point of time, again, my pillar of faith was a bit shakable. So thereafter, thereafter, I after I've come in contact with certain school of thoughts, and I have come to know that a pillar of faith is very important. So I subscribe to this four pillar of faith known as the for indestructible faith that I must encompass myself to follow it. You understand, ladies and gentlemen? All right. Then after that, only when you have this for indestructible faith, then you can, you can say that you possess the right faith. All right. But if you don't, only, okay, if, if you don't, then I must tell you that once this for faith is, uh, has been established, then no one can destroy your faith in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and the precepts. Nobody can destroy this faith and you will have complete faith in the Triple Gem. Not even when we say Devas or Devis, gods and men, kings and courtiers can destroy this. You will not be moved if, even then if you were to go into the darkest moment of your life. Right, so this uh, for uh, for indestructible faith is very important that you 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 must be strong. If not, even though you say that you have may have taken refuge in the Buddha and the Dharma, your faith can be destroyed anytime. If you were to encounter the vicissitudes of life, which can be pretty overbearing. All right. With this, uh, with this four faith, even you encounter the worst of the worst, you have the conviction that you have the proper faith in the Buddha, in the Dharma, in the Sangha, and the precepts. 
all right? It will tide you over gracefully. You will see how the triple gem works wonders on you and how your faith that is instructable will read even when you are maligned. Even when you are being accused, over the time you just have the faith, it will go over. But of course, at the point of time, you must always observe your body, speech and mind, especially your speech and your mind. Because why? Your mind will generate those unhappy thoughts. You may want a revenge. You may wish that the person is not good. So, at the point of time, when the mind starts to act and the speech itself, comes up from your mouth and you tell people and that's it. You are creating negative karma for yourself. So at that point, if you have complete faith in the triple gem, just follow what the Buddha has taught you. All right? You must remember that. Follow what the Buddha has taught Keep your mouth closed. Stabilize your mouth. Just endure the accusation, the malign, and everything will go well with you and you will be rewarded. The reward will not manifest within one year, one month, half a year. It may manifest and give you a, a clearance to your name for about two years or three years to come, or maybe one year. Do not expect it to be overnight. So during that period of time when you have the faith is indestructible, you continue to do your cultivations. And this is how you repent and how your spiritual merits gain. All right. And that is where the empowerment of the triple gem comes in and work wonders on you. Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen? All right. So in this way, you're able to uh, you're able to tread on the path of Nibbana, provided you have the four indestructible faith. All right. This is very important. All right. Then in your lifetime, okay, in the lifetime, we talk about this. Okay, we talk we have in the faith in the Buddha, in the Dharma, in the Sangha, because they are three in one entity, right? One entity itself. The Buddha itself, okay, as we have the Dharma, then after that, we have the Sangha. The Buddha in his lifetime as um, Prince Sihata, during Prince Sihata, he enjoyed the sensory uh, pleasures by having the having the what he wants, he has, he has the power, all right, he has the position, he has the wealth, he has the riches, okay, of what he wants, or what he wanted. But you see, his motive was one kind to, pers uh, to pursue towards Buddhahood after the four sides that he has seen. Am I right to say that? We talk about this first. All right, so, and one thing is that all beings, uh, he contemplates that for one reason, why he wants to do that and to be a Buddha because of his, of course, we talk about cause and effect is because of the cause and effect. Secondly, because of his great bodhicitta, but his great compassions, he want to deliver sentient beings from suffering. So to, to do that, okay, he, he just, he knows that all sentient beings, being you, being me, being others, being this and that, they possess the Buddha nature. And all of us, all right, in time, one more later, we'll become Buddha in many lifetimes to come. But I don't know how to say in which lifetime, but many lifetimes to come. Am I right? Yeah. So, um, so because of that, he veered towards the path of enlightenment and become Buddha Shakyamuni, right? Am I right? So in that case, uh, he brings forth his compassion, his pity on us that we are suffering 
essentially his mercy so his for the sentient beings. Then his compassion and his grace and his pity is not only directed to the sentient beings of this so-called Visaha world, it is directed to the entire cosmos or the universe itself. To see, that is to see how great the compassion, all right, the Buddha has, be it whether the sentient being has affinity or no affinity. So um, when we say about Hong Kita, it means compassion for the sentient being is spread evenly, not only for the Sahawu where he teach, where he taught, where he manifested, but for the beings of the ten directions. That's why they say that the Shakyamuni Buddha has many different bodies and different many manifestations in a billion form. Not million, but in a billion form. So he can go to other okay, universe to teach and deliver sentient beings, not in the Buddha form, but maybe in man's form, housewife form, children form, sangha form, goddess form, god's form, or any other forms. Um, so, you see, the Buddha itself is so compassionate that he has no segregation. But me, we as Sangha, we have segregations because we have not entered into the sage path yet. So of course we have our likes and dislikes. But knowing that, knowing that as Sangha, we should know that we have segregation and we must work towards non-segregations of likes and dislikes for sentient beings. So can you see the difference between um, the Lord Buddha itself, the Holy Sangha, and the lay followers, the difference. We try, we try as Holy Sangha, try to have no seg segregations. But at times, when we just feel that we are overly sensitive, then we just feel that we are not able to control, we just let out. But after letting out, okay, we know what we have done. We bring it back to ourselves, tell ourselves that next time when such thing happens, we must be careful. And when this, you, you have to make sure that during your cultivation, when such thing happens, when you get into a range, you must know the range is coming up in you. Then you must try to control it. And how you control it? You must cultivate. You must do your homework. It is when you do your homework, you calm your mind, your mind is down, it's clear, it's calm. Then only when the range comes up, you can see the range coming up and stop it. It is never easy. It is never easy. It does not take you one time for you to rage. It may take you a three, four times for you to rage until the fifth time you are successful in controlling it. So do not see the Holy Sangha, okay, as that we must be like the Lord Buddha itself. So divine, so purity divine. No, we are learning to be like the Lord Buddha, but we are not the Lord Buddha. You get what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. So um, in this case, we also must have about the, you know, how great the Buddha is. He's completely selfless, he's completely pure, and he's completely divine. And of course, he is completely so-called when we say that he's great, right? He's Vita, very Vita. You know, um, you see, when, when, when you cultivate, all right, when your so-called spiritual merits goes up, all right, 
it's like a skill the the the, the skills of your unwholesome actions or your negative karma goes down so once it goes up all right at this point of time once it goes up all right it, it's like this it's never like this once this goes up this will go down this goes up so when the spiritual merits right when you do yourself well you cultivate well all right when you look at the lord buddha and his teaching and what he has done for us and he allow us to aspire to be like him you will shed tears you know tears of being gratitude that how he is so selfless but we can't see because we are humans we are being blinded by our body speech and mind the defilements of our body speech and mind that's why you cannot never feel the greatness of the triple of the buddha itself and the buddha of the ten direction not don't talk about the buddha even the pusa the bodhisattvas of the ten direction and how they have aspired to help us but we just don't know but they do help us Right, we're not talking, I'm not talking about Taravada, I'm talking about Mahayana from the Mayan text. Of all right, then maybe now we were able to share a minute glimpse. Okay, when you when you know, um, when when you have this so called, when your so called your cultivation reach a higher level, okay, a higher level, then you are able to what can what are you able to do? You're able to fathom, okay how he has encompassed your life and how you you like to be like him so after you have seen the greatness the most compassion side the most merciful side of the triple jump of the lord buddha himself your mind itself will be somehow careful somehow being controlled then you are able because of that goodness in you you are able to bring forth this mind to treat other people whom you think that they are an eyesore to you will be filled with compassion with you then after that you will just at that point of time when you feel that you don't have those anger and hatred you can go there and talk to him which you will never talk to him at any point of time because you will never like him because you are blinded by your hatred you can't see them all right so the faith that you have for the buddha then after have this destructible faith and you continue to cultivate and that is where you become more forgiving as a buddhist you have to be more forgiving but forgiving in a in a way that you know where your wisdom dictates you not where your intelligence or your emotion dictates you i suppose all of you here you have people that you don't like right am i right to say that you have people that you don't like so when people that you don't like, how would you deal with them? All right, simple. You wish them they, you wish them that they will disappear from this world. No, we are talking about the truth. We don't talk about untrue things. That's why I never like to use pretty much jargons. You will wish that they disappear from this earth. So what if they disappear from this earth? Yes, they will be gone. But do you think their affliction has come lesser? No. You think that because of these enemies that have gone out, no other people will come? They will come in place. And even worse than this too. I can tell you that. Alright? You know how, what I, how I knew about this? I remember in 2002, uh, while I was a student, of course we have our likes and dislikes, you know? Then there are a few gossip mongols, you know? Gossip mongols. So I was telling one of the, one of my, Dharma brothers, a Dharma so-called student, we are students, we are Dharma 
Sadama siblings within the Holy Saga itself. It's pretty irritating. I hope that the school will ask them to go. We hope that within our congregation, it will be peace. And you know what he told me? He told me these words, I will never forget you this very day. No use. The more you try to drive them away, another match will come in, even, even worse than that. <laughs> they may be my evil advisors, but they do me good. They help me with my endurance, my perseverance. It is depending origination, dependent origination. We talk about the dependent origination and the emptiness. It's because of the form of endurance that makes you grow up, makes you able to acclimatize to every situation. And this, by not giving yourself the way to hatred, by having the hatred increase in you, you grow. And with a bit of wisdom, it added. Do you understand? Okay, so um, in this way, okay, we talk about this, um, we, we talk about this coming effect about many lifetimes. So when you meet your advi uh, evil advisors, do not hate them. Just pretend that they are not there. No, when you pretend that they are not there, you're not giving rise yourself to any hatred. Right? So if you pretend that they are not there, you don't even want to know that they exist. You you will not your body speech and mind your body your body uh, your speech and mind will not develop any hatred for this person. You just just treat that person as being invisible. Am I right to say that? So in that case, even though there's dislike in you, you you will not cultivate into something unwholesome. They are there. They are there to test you. So take it as a test. So they always say, what kind of thing nourish? Your body being at a loss nourish your body the most so it's good to be on the losing side or on the losing battle rather than to gain an opportunity who doesn't want am i right to say that right so this is especially important huh? okay the the Upasaka Sila Sutra saying that if your afflictions are light, if your afflictions are light, then the karmic manifestation will be light. So if your karmic action is heavy, then it will be heavy. It goes through, that's what I'm telling you right now. So in this case, you are so there's a so do not always think okay, uh, don't be like me, you know that we hope that they are not there anymore. They will disappear. So if they disappear, you will disappear. In the end, you will disappear from there. Even though you will stay, you you won't. All right, you just disappear. So whenever we come to a place, we saw them. It's just that either you see all these ridiculous people, either you just you know just retreat and go other places and don't clash on with them, that would be the best. Then you will not have those kind of karmic, karmic manifestation will be heavy. Because you can't get rid of them, you just leave. Simple, right? Then what for you go there and show your power, show your ability, no need. Right? But I don't know what about the working world. The working world, I'm not sure whether should you do that. All right? 
there will be bosses who can't actually see eye to eye to you, you just find that you are irritating. Initially, you're very, very nice, but I don't know how later the eyes do. The latest, later the sensual, uh, the, the eyes or the body and mind just find that you are irritating and just pick on you. So instead of, you can take it, just retreat. And the gift of the gap is something that is very difficult to upkeep. You will just say that anything that the other parties are. Other parties are in the wrong, only you are in the right. This is common. This is not wrong, but it is wrong. All right? Just see that where you have gone wrong, reflect on it. Hey, it's good at saying other party in the wrong because you elevate yourself and get yourself out of this dilemma. And you're a better person when you deal with, when you see them next time, you can deal with them effectively. If not, it is uh, pretty funny. You will still have the, to fight with them. So um, we talk about, then after we have to talk about the developing of the bodhicitta in us, the spacing, putting putting in us. So putting uh, will be need to do more wholesome action, the more benefits that you will derive. So there is one uh, called zhen sang yi le, zhen sang yi le, called the increasing happiness. So um, we hope that all sentient beings, yeah, talk about that. How to hope sentient beings free from suffering? All of you here has no animosity with me. So I've, I hope that you will be free from sufferings. So before I, I, I wish that, I, okay, at that point of time, I just hope that, okay, this thing, will be manifest many times, okay, then you all will really be free. How about those people that you don't like, how you do it? Can you do it? Can you manifest? Can you actually visualize and contemplate that your enemies, those faces that you don't like, faces that you don't like, will be free of suffering? Can you do that? For, for me, I can do that to all of you because I have no animosity with you. But Ricky, you one day, in front of everybody, you try to humiliate me, all right? The next time I see you, I don't know how to develop the so-called compassion and the living kindness that you will be free from suffering. Am I right? Now you can or not? For, not because you know that they are all your friends, so it's okay. You don't know them, so they're all... But what if your enemies are here? Can you do it? Now sitting here, listening to you, can you do it? I suppose you can't do it. So that is why you must have the faith then after the understanding and the action that goes into it. If you don't have how you do it, then how you, how you treat it. The Buddhism itself is to how to you know, benefit the sentient beings and how to model your mind to the higher level. It is not about you like or you don't like. It's not about whether you detest the person, you hope that he's not having this uh, kind of blessings from you. It is that even if it's an enemy, you must wish that he's, he's right. For me, I don't, for me, I must tell you frankly speaking, frankly speaking, people I don't like, people I don't like, I don't see face to face. I may not extend so much of a blessing to that person. I must tell you frankly, all right? It is a desire for all sentient beings to be free from suffering and generate, generate more Dharma happiness for them. For people I know what I can't. But over the times, okay, uh, when, when I was in the monk, for those who antagonize me, I will not talk to them, I will not even see them. 
But whenever I see them, I will develop a hatred. So I was contemplating at that point of time, during my darkest moment of life, don't think that being a holy Sangha, you will enjoy the flow of success all the time. I think Catherine, you know that. Huh? Catherine knows, I think she knows what I'm talking about. Not because she's a Sangha. All right? That darkness of mind will melt any animosity that you have for your enemies and you wish them well. You must always remember at the point of time, your darkest and darkest moment where you're so helpless that you cannot help yourself, you must remember that feeling that you will, how you feel for your enemies. Nothing matters. Your enemies, let them be happy as well. It's because the reason that you cannot you cannot forgive your so-called your enemies is that you have not reached the edges of your life yet. A-D-Y-S-S. You have not seen the suffering that is so excruciating and how to extricate yourself from it. And how can you still hate your enemies? To them, oh, how nice if I'm friend with my enemies. How nice I'm friend. Right, Justin? Yeah, Justin, I agree. Alright. So, and at the same time, you must bring forth the uh, bodhicitta, the willingness to bear the burden. The burden of what? That all sentient beings are free from suffering. It's only at the darkest moment of life. At this moment, we can't. So if you do not have the darkest moment of life and you do not treat it as a lesson, then it's very difficult that you're willing to bear the brunt or the burden of your enemies. Talking about you is okay. Oh, you're yeah, talking about to bear the... Uh, the burden of all sentences free from suffering is never an easy task. All right? If you were to make this vow, just this vow of getting that your enemies itself, okay, be, uh, that all sentient beings, you bear their so-called, their suffering, you may not know how his life is like. Um, I remember, I don't know, did I tell my student many times ago, uh, a few times ago that, you know, at one time when I was bringing forth the bodhicitta, when I, 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 I was bringing forth, I, I hope to shoulder, shoulder the burden of all sentient beings. So the very moment after that, I fell sick. And I fell, I just slept and I just dreamt that I felt that the period of time, I just feel that I am going to so-called die, but not die yet. I, I feel that I, I fall to the, to the abyss itself. And it is so, you're feeling so, you don't know what to do. It's like when you're falling from a high, high, from a high place down all the way to the ground and the ground seems to be endless. You know what I mean? All right. So when you do that, right, it's good. But at the same time, it tells you, you know, how suffering itself, how suffering, how, how the sentence bring us suffering, we may not know. By that point of time, you know, oh, suffering is really pretty depressing, pretty terrifying, or it's very terrifying. So must bring forth the bodhicitta. Then after that, doing things for all sentence being and one willingness will give rise to a joyful heart. This is what we call um, increasing happiness. Like when you see the Holy Sangha together, 
广告法师啊，禅、呃、人法师，还有法师 ，myself we gathered once for lunch. Okay, are rejoicing in that that such thing will will be eternal, but nothing is eternal. But eternal that the 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 you know the act of giving dharma to sentient beings enrich their life, be a nectar for their life. That can go on. Ah,、uh, this is something that will increase. That will still bring forth increasing. 正义快乐，知道吗？它是正义的。Then after that, then chanting of the, or for example, uh, chanting of the Sadama Pudarika Sutra, Yoga Lenwajing, talking about Ekayana, okay, about One Buddha Way, and how it bring benefits to the sending. Oh, this is something that we can talk about. Then seeing, uh, um, then seeing that this way place bring all the cohorts itself of various venerables together. To share dharma and benefits all of you, I don't think I don't mean I benefits you. I'm sharing with you. All right, it's something that you must rejoice. So in this way, one must be aware and mindful of your karmic actions and bring forth of it. Understand? All right. So it is like this because that you are aware of your karmic actions. So when wholesome actions are, so when your So, in this case, when your unwholesome actions ripens, karmic action, unwholesome karmic actions ripens, and it manifests before you don't fret. This is because during your many lifetime, because no proper understanding, no proper faith, resulted in what you are having now. It may not be one lifetime, many lifetime. So see the things as they really are. See the truth of it, because of my many lifetime, I've done. Continue to practice wholesome action and change it. All right, you will see why is it. You will don't fret about not knowing what Buddha Dharma is when the time is right. You have the you have the affinity with the set of Dharma. You will learn it. So every day you must make vows that you can practice well. All right, do not fret because you if you fret you will still not get you anywhere. You must have that faith, the absolute faith. And the triple gems will set everything proper for you to get in touch with the Buddha Dharma and set the wheel in motion and for you to cultivate. Okay, we place a, a triple gem in that. So in this moment, we have to say that having the four indestructible faith will be your tool of learning. It will progress. It will send you progress. It will progress you well and good on your Dharma path. Do you understand? All right. So in this, um, very simple to say. So if you abandon your five precepts, the way that opens to you next time will be the rhymes of the hungry ghosts of animals and of hell. If you uphold the five precepts, it will be having heavenly rhymes, or even Buddha lands. Am I right? From the five precepts, these five precepts, you know, it brings it brings up to the ten wholesome action. The bhikkhu's precept, the bhikkhuni's precept. Okay, the lay follows precepts from these five precepts. So five precepts are very important. They may seem five, but when they branch out, it can be numerous. All right, you understand? Then, if one wants to jump out of samsara, that is to leave and be free from suffering, you have to follow. Even you have to follow the Buddha's teaching. Even if you are a student, 
you must set in your effort as well. If you don't set in your effort, how can you progress? So setting in your effort is not to play games all the time. Well, we see that young students play games all the time, but older, uh, older men and women also, also somehow get caught in this game. Well, I don't know what is it. They can shout. And I don't know what is it. So now, when we talk about progressing towards the path of uh, faith uh, and understand faith, understanding now, uh, we talk about progressing into this um, so-called Buddha practice, uh, uh, cultivation and teaching. We have to talk about the dependent originations and emptiness. All right, dependent uh, origination and emptiness are two sides of truth that are mutually supporting each other or mutually supporting principles. Okay, so dependent originations is every uh, talks about the phenomena, about the cause and action that comes, but there is no uh, so called permanent self itself. All right, it is the causes itself. Um, it is, um, it is just the causes that comes together. Then after that, it is the meaning of emptiness and old self that comes into it as well. So emptiness means no self and um, means that absolute, nothing is absolutely independent on each other, emptiness. So in this case, uh, in solid practice, uh, when you are going to practice itself, right, okay, you must, uh, emptiness is realized through the removal of afflictions. Emptiness, afflictions. When your afflictions lessen, when you know uh, you have get good gotten rid of your afflictions, then after that, whereas the dependent origination right, is realized through the tolerance and the service, both by oneself and others also benefited. So this is dependent origination. I think um, for those who have studied in the early days, huh, Buddhist studies in English, Buddhist studies in Chinese. All right, in English, when we talk about dependent originations, all right, you don't know what, what the books was in. That was done by the Curriculum Development Institute of Singapore, I remember. We don't know what is called, what, that time, what was known as dependent origination and emptiness. I guess that time, this, uh, that chapter was most difficult to grasp and to understand its entirety. If you were born during that time. In 1969 to 1974, there are pupils in Singapore who has this called religious studies. It is pretty profound. All right, pretty profound. So um, talk about this um, emptiness and dependent origination, right? You must work together to the ultimate goal to awaken Waken, you know why? The great compassionate love for all sentience beings. It's through this that you will have no segregation. That you can work together, bring forth the great compassion that you have and the pity that you have for the sentient beings to alleviate them from the suffering. So that is why, that is why this dependent origination, dependent origination and emptiness. Okay, these two chapters are especially important within the Mahayana context itself. Then by understanding that we were able to know, because uh, you see, uh, once you, you, you know about this, 
from dependent origination, you strive on, you strive on more. Then you in Paravada, it will talks about you progress, then you become Arahant, right? Right. From this, of course, after this, you have to go into the six parameters. Six parameters itself will out brings out thousands or even ten thousands of dollars for you to practice. Am I right? So in this very case, we talk about the part uh, where they talk about dependent originations. You will, you will proceed to arahan, arahan. Okay, the uh, first, second, third, fourth, as in arahan. All right, arahan doesn't mean that it is complete stages. It will be the complete stage of nirvana. That is not. You're just an arahan. You still have your afflictions. Which is so minute that you can see. Not, not, not we can see, but Usa can see because of, of certain stage, you must reach the eighth stage. All right. From the stage itself, then you will see that how they have. So um, if you want to know more about this so-called arahan, arahat, all right, whether are they big arahat or just arahat, you must refer to the Sen Who has heard of Sen Man Jing? Jing. Sanmanfu the lion roar of Queen Sri Mala. Have you heard of it? This sutra itself talks about the different stages of Arahan. And Arahan itself, the stages, in order, okay, the Arahan may be the Arahan itself of, of the four, lah, huh? you say Arahan is the highest, right? Complete out of the three world. Then from this Arahan, there are many Arahans of different stages as well. Okay, the upper stages, the, the one on the higher level will come down to the fifth level. The fifth level will teach the fourth level. The fourth level will teach the third level. Third level will teach the first level. Then when the first level progress to, uh, progresses to the second level, the second level will teach the first level. So Arahan is not the complete, or rather we call Nibbana, it's not. The uh, diagram of Pre Sri, uh, Sri Mala provides a very, okay, in-depth explanation on Arahan, which y'all should know and which y'all should try to understand. All right? Do not think that Arahan is the highest low. If the Arahan itself has no leakage at all, like the Buddha, it's called Ta Alohan. It's not Lohan, it's Ta Alohan. Oh, when we call Buddha itself, can say Ta Alohan. Buddha itself. You know, they have the 10 names, but actually the 10 names is just the 10 names. There are actually more than 10,000 of names for the Buddha itself. Then decided 10,000 too much, okay? They make it to 100, but 100 also too much for the Buddha, all right? To praise the Buddha for what he is. So it, it, it is being uh, based on 10 names, just now which I've spoken, understand? So now we talk about this understanding. One who cultivates should understand, okay, do the understanding. We should have the understanding first. Okay, thus, 
uh, as we cultivate, we have the right under uh, so-called right faith. Then we have the right one. We must have right understanding too. Progressing on right understanding, we must talk that we must have this. Uh, the, we have must have these five common foundations that we need to progress. The first foundation, what is it? Huh? Keeping the precepts and being pure. Okay, being holy sangha or the layman, take, we must take good care of the precepts that we have received. We have to take good care of precepts and develop a serious and responsible sense, okay, to cultivate it. Okay, take what is not given, do not kill, do not uh, take what is not given, do not engage in sexual pleasures, do not tell lies or other words. And do not uh, take intoxicants, not only, uh, not only smoking, but drugs. And anything that is harmful to your five senses, all right, you must have go and strengthen it. Second, you must have the understanding. Because of the right faith you have, you must have the right understanding. You must have the understanding. The understanding of uphold the what? Can you tell me uphold the what? Refuge. So called the three jewels, okay? You must be must be your support and destination. What why say destination? Because you aspire to be a Buddha. Yeah, then that would be the destination of the life. Because the three jewels, okay, will be considered the happiest, most peaceful, brightest, and most compassionate, and even the most noble true treasures in this Saha world. All right, so you must always let it be your support in time of goodness and in time of sadness, in time of riches and in times of poverty. All right, you must have this. All right, understand? Okay, yeah, you know. Actually, I don't quite know how to use this. All right, then uh, after that, we talked that you must have the two leasing. Okay, two leasing. All right, to have uh, this taste, okay, this taste of the Jampudiva. Do not think that this world is forever so beautiful. I don't know how many of you who have always encountered happiness and no sadness. Can you put up your hands? <laughs> All right. So even the mother at, his, at the age of 80 still worries for the son, for the daughters, for the children, for the grandchildren. So you must have so Buddhist, uh, so-called Buddhist uh, people who, who are who are who are actually practicing the Buddha, we call the Buddhist pedestrians, must initiate a strong renunciation. Renunciation of what? To get uh, to get oneself out of this samsara, the cycle of birth and death is very important. So now with right faith, we come to right understanding. Right? Right understanding, including various um unsatisfactory uh, factory unsatisfactory situation in life 
in real life, many negative behaviors in life that makes you, okay, such as greed, anger, ignorance, that commits an unstable, uh, greed, uh, uh, like, um, like uh, greed, anger, ignorance that being committed by the body, speech, and mind, that will give rise to unstable reincarnation. This is something that you must be very, very, very aware of it. And to know the foresight, birth, OH, sickness, and death. All right. So you must know because it's this after birth, you know, birth is also is also a kind of struggle for the mother and the babies. Then after OH, then the sickness is strike and death, which makes you render you what to do when that comes. So this is something. Then after that, we have to what? Bring forth the what? The this one is up. What is it? Yeah, sorry. Very smart. Bodhicitta. You have to bring the bodhicitta that, okay. You have to bring on this bodhicitta that not only that you yourself is free from suffering, but people, other people around you also free from suffering. You may think that this is minute. This is so little as myself, what can I do? But if you bring forth by your wishes, by your vow, you can do it. Okay, and strongly hope that they will free from suffering. This is the goodness of you. You establish happiness for other sentient beings as well as establishing happiness for yourself. So this is something that you must always bring forth. Suffering will be the ultimate bliss or nibbana for sentient beings. That's why you need to cultivate. You must find your Dharma door. And after finding your Dharma door, you must, you know, you must have the understanding how. If you have the taste, you have the, you have the love for this Saha world, and you don't have this taste for this, um, for the Jampu Diva itself, and you still think that you are having a very good life, then I can tell you the very good life. Because we are very comfortable with this world, we get what we want, we are self-sufficient, so we think that we are in the best world, but you do not know that things are subjected to, uh, to changes, it's impermanent. Why, do the Buddha, why did the Buddha say, subject to change are all things, struggle with diligence, his last words to all his disciples. All right, so this is what you do, all right. Then after that, we talk about, um, Then what is the last one you think? What can you tell me? What is the last one I'm going to talk about? Last one. There are five of them. Five. Number five is what? Huh? You see, ah. Uh, when you are being uh, being uh, being inside the within the cycle of samsara of birth and death, you will feel the limitless pain and anguish in reincarnation. 
So by then, okay, you must bring on the bounds that you yourself will be free, that you will be able to elevate to a higher plane. Okay, one is to bring forth the bodhicitta mind. One is to bring on the great compassionate bounds that you will be free from suffering so that you can aspire to help others. All right. All right. So that in this case, okay, you wish that all sentient beings, that they will be free from suffering at the same time, okay, you also grateful that all of you here are my manufacturers, like my parents, who have, you know, who have helped me to progress, who have helped me to generate this uh, bodhicitta in me, and I'm able to bring forth my great compassionate vows. Just like the Lord Buddha itself, forever, you know, he is grateful to all the sentient beings because as a tree, where there are branches and leaves, okay? The branches and leaves are sentient beings and the trunk itself is the Buddha itself, all right? Because of them, that's why he is a Buddha. So you must always bring forth this mind to help to elevate, to pull out the suffering from these uh, sentient beings and to imbue them with happiness. These are the five. So in this case, we are talking about it. Then the Buddha itself, they are in the cosmos itself, they are limitless Buddha. And why are their vows different? Medicine Buddha, 12 vows, Amitabha Buddha, 48 vows. Then Shakyamuni Buddha, I think about 12 vows. Then how about other Buddhas? Why they have all different vows? Are the vows different from each other? No. The vows, the characteristic, their virtues the same because of the sentient beings in that world they make the vows it is because of the sentient beings then bring forth the vows that is different how they should you know how should they bring about is due to the calming and affinity with the sentient beings in the best way that the sentient being follows his vows and all right his uh, the vows that he, he has made follow it and they can be free of suffering. That will be the primary concerns of all the Buddhas of the 10 directions. So now we talk about that, okay, we have to, now we have to, after that, of these things, uh, after we have talked about these five of them, then we talk about what we have to talk about. We have to talk about the right understanding. The right understanding about the truth of suffering, what is suffering, how it comes, the truth of the uh, cause of suffering, where it originates from. The truth, I actually, I want, to I want to talk more about the truth of suffering, the form of good truth. All right. Then the truth of the cause, uh, the truth of the end of suffering, how you, you know the suffering, how you end it, and the path leading to the end of suffering. The fourth noble truth must set in. is because of this craving, how you must destroy the craving. Where the craving starts, craving itself is suffering. Where it starts, how you end it, and what is the way of ending it. This is especially important. So you must know where your affliction comes from. Then after that, you know, you know how to deal with it. So usually it's not easy. Parenting a child is never easy. Okay. As an old parent seeing their child grow up, may not doing be as well. Uh, as it is, yeah, it's also worrying. So we must have the complete picture of the four noble truth. Okay, that is why. So um, do you understand, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen?
Okay, so at this point of time, because of this uh, right, understand, uh, right understanding you have, okay, talk about right action. So is the right actions which you must have the four noble truth. You must have the quest, okay, the quest itself to tread on the same, on this path based on the four noble truth. Four noble truth is shared by the Theravada, the Mahayana and the Vajrayana. Okay, so this four noble truth teach you the way because you have the understanding. You have the understanding. All right. Since you have the understanding, the four noble truth will help you. And from the four noble truth, it will come out the noble evil power. Then after that, you will come up more and teach you the way. It depends on what your affinity is and how you progress. So in another case, the right faith itself right understanding itself, they are very important. All right? If you do not have a right faith and right understanding itself, then your actions itself, even though you follow the noble eightfold path, it may be fertile unless you have the right understanding. Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen? Okay. So, um, The noble info path and uh, the, the noble info path and the four noble truth will be the knowledge and understanding of the Dharma that you can proceed with your cultivation. And from there, you have to search for the Dharma though that is more suited for you. Thereafter, okay, with, with proper standing, all right, with proper standing, with proper understanding and standing that you have understand the tenets of Buddhism itself, you progress further, you progress further, you will know the methods, you have to uphold the precepts, all right? This is the actions. You will have to uphold the precepts, you have to bring the actions or precept, how you uphold the precepts, you're not committing what is supposed not to be committed. They will be the way for you to learn. Do you understand how come all so quiet? <laughs> huh? Okay, you may find that certain um, texts or certain sutra may not be easy for you to learn. They seem so deep, they, they may seem so a lot. But don't worry, if you have affinity with that sutra, you will understand. Trust me, the triple gem will empower you. If you don't, you won't understand. If your affinity with that is not that defined. If it's defined, you will surely understand what they talk about. All right, so this is when the action. So with right uh, faith and right action, uh, right understanding, the action itself will bring off the realizations. From there, all right, you must, the actions that after you cultivate, okay, during the cultivation, the actions that you must bring forth will be, you aspire to be a Buddha. You expire, okay? You expire to be a Buddha. I do not want fame. I do not want wealth. I do not want, okay? I don't want to lie to the sentient beings. All I want is I want to help the sentient beings. Because some of the cultivators may lie to the sentient beings in a certain way to benefit themselves. So make sure that when you, when you, you have the right faith, the understanding. When you put in your actions, your actions do not and feels lying to the sentient beings. All right? Because eventually when you lie, the sentient beings will know. 
if you lie and you're not bringing the sentient beings to what they are, okay, as you have promised or what they have been promised, then your karmic action will be really severe. Then talk, don't talk about being a human being. In the rhymes of suffering, you'll be there for, for many eons. So don't try to lie. Cultivation, one of the things that you must always remember is to lie to the to the to the to the sentient beings. Don't say that you have those kind of supernatural power. You can and we say we try. They always say, please save. How can I save? All right, I can teach you the method, I can pray, but I can't save because of your coming actions. You must be truthful. All right. That's why if you are having the right faith, you will not tell the monks or the Holy Sangha to save. You will know what is dependent origination, how it comes about. This is most important. All right. Um, so with that, okay, with the faith itself, because just I can't see. Uh, with the uh, actions in place, then we will talk about the realizations. Okay, for the uh, for the for the Nantuan there will be four stages. For the Mahayana, there will be 52 stages to go. All right. So when your right faith, your understanding, and your actions put in put into it, your realization, you realize the realization will be four stages of Arahan or 52 stages. Uh, we talk about 50, 51 stage stages of Pusa level, Bodhisattva's level, and the next level of being Buddha. All right. This will be the realization. So the realization is all about what you have done and what you will realize. Once you realize is you will realize what are the stages that you have gone through. The four stages that you have gone through, only yourself when you go into that stage, you will know what they are. You will see what you are supposed to see. You will enjoy the benefits. You will see how glad you are that you are able to cultivate and come to these stages. It is because of these four stages, all right, that you will, you will, you will progress from the first stage to the second stage to the fourth stage. And for the Pusa itself, from the first stage to the 52 stages. But they, that will take a long time. They will say three great Kalpa, but actually it's infinite. Three great Kalpa is just, you know, a figure to tell you how long. But actually the, the length itself is infinite. So um, ladies and gentlemen, Please progress with diligence, all right, on your route to enlightenment. I've just covered what is uh, necessary and to share with you all this. Now, shall we do our, uh, we our, our so-called, our, okay, where, where is the? Transfer of merits. Ah, transfer. Oh, okay, transfer of merits. Yeah. All right, one, two, three, come. The transference of merits. The of the merits. May the merits and virtue accrue from this world adorn the Buddha your lands, repaying four kinds of kindness above and aiding those five some so those sufferings in the path below. May those who see and hear of this all bring forth the resolve of the body. And when this retribution body is over, be born together in ultimate bliss. 
So just before I end my class, um, can uh, my talk, my talk sharing with you, sorry. Can I check with you? Do we have any things that you need to ask? I think by sitting down for a long time, you are tired. Do, is there anything that you want to ask? Don't, uh, don't feel shy if you have anything to ask. Is it because uh, it's difficult to ask in English? Do you have anything that you want to ask, ladies and gentlemen? Or you don't know what I'm talking about during this period? <laughs> huh? Is there anyone who can't understand what I'm talking today? Catherine, you can understand. Huh? Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. Hi. Yes, hi. You are? Oh, okay. Bodhicitta is your Puti Singa. It means, um, it means, I can sit down. Bodhicitta itself, itself is to bring forth this resolve to help the sentient beings that they, they will be delivered from um, so-called suffering. All right. And they may get bliss. All right. So to bring forth this, this is actually Bodhicitta is the basic tenets of the Mahayana teaching is very important. All right. To know more about Bodhicitta, if you were to explain here, it would take a long time. There is a so-called, uh, 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 the result of the Bodhicitta can, that can be taught. All right. It is especially important as a Mahayanist who has progressed further into this so-called Bodhicitta, it has to bring forth it bring forth the, the result of the bodhicitta so that he will be able to help people. Like people here who are suffering, how you can help them, even though you're tired. You know, sometimes when you're really tired, you don't feel like helping. But it's because that you do not wish to see the suffering of these um, sentient beings. That's why you, at this point of time, even though you don't wish to help, you have to help. It's because of this compassion that you have that you want to elevate. It is so precious that words can't just allow me to expound the greatness of this resolve that you bring forth on this bodhicitta. But you can read about it. Okay. I think San Antasi, San one of the patriarchs, has written the resolve of bodhicitta. It tells you a great deal about the Bodhicitta. If I were to talk to you, we can talk until 4 or 4.30. So I um, why not you search the internet on Bodhicitta and how to bring forth. Okay, suppose, okay, because uh, you have, I see from your camera. Huh? Oh. Uh, suppose if you, um, if you still have any queries on how to bring forth the bodhicitta itself. Okay, there are two traditions that, that, um, that is very, um, they emphasize a lot on bodhicitta. One is the Mahayana, one is the Vajrayana. They will emphasize more on this uh, bodhicitta, how to bring forth of it. You, if not, you can ask Chuan Kuan Fa Shi. Chuan Kuan Fa Shi is good, okay, in expounding 
or they says he has been in communication okay with a group of students that he has been teaching all right thank you yeah starting anybody yes Uh, yeah, can you speak louder? Yeah, you can me to go Yeah, okay. Yoga Chara School of Talks, yes. The consciousness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we will leave. Of course, in that case, uh, when they expire, if they have entered into the sagely uh, stage itself, uh, stream uh, stream returner, once returner, non-returner, right, they will be born in heaven. Then they will have still have to leave this body. It's manifested. If the Buddha has to leave, okay, to show that his body and to be cremated, although he's at Ling San, so-called, all right, at Ling San still teaching, he still has to follow the rules of this earth of the Sahara world to leave this world and go, go to um, the heaven, then after come back. Yeah, some come back for seven times, then for the first time, then no more, then that's it, yes. Because they can control one by itself, they, they know their actions. What it is the human beings, human beings uh, who can't control, they will remain in so called the Badu stage. Badu stage. right? Am I right? They will remain there. Then within the 49 days, as stated in the Earth Store, Bodhisattva Sutra, it says, it needs okay, the helps of the set of the relative to help them. But during the 49 days, we are not only 49 days, but within the 13 days, he can be reborn, or even on the 28 days. Yes, but for those who are sage, they can straight go away to the heaven itself. No problem. Just like for human beings, if they recite single-mindedly during that 10 so-called successive, uh, successive talks and recitation on Amitabha, and no other talk that comes in will go straight to the Amitabha, Amitabha Pure Land. Mm. 
Oh no no! You repeat. Uh, can you repeat your question? I I. I <laughs> you say uh again again. You say one more time. Yeah. Yoga yoga uh, yoga jara schools thoughts yes the studies. Because uh, um, we would say that the school, two schools have conflicts, you see, because uh, when these schools were being established within the Mahayana tradition itself, they were established to deal with different sentient beings' affinity. All right. So if you follow the Yogacara school of thoughts, then you have to follow what they say and follow the thesis and do the cultivation. It doesn't matter whether they remember or not. All right. What is important is they continue to uh, cultivate and they reborn in the Buddhist family and that they have the affinity with Buddhism itself. All right. If they can't remember their past life, which means the bodies uh, the afflictions clouds their Buddha nature. That's why they are not able to. But if you are okay, you do cultivate from the heaven you still come down, you cultivate well then it's okay. That's why those who never will not come down to human realm, some of them, they will go straight to the realm of suffering because they don't cover it. They don't cultivate, they enjoy the happiness till one day they boom, that's it, they come down. And they will not come down to human realm, they will just go to the realm of suffering because they're exhausted, they're so-called the merit sphere itself. Yeah. But what is important is, um, talk about this is, uh, is the aftermath when you do the realization that you talk about it at this point of time you need to find the dharma law you you as you go into it there will be a teacher that will be able to guide you all right so as you learn you will learn okay for the betterment of yourself it may not know it may not be that now at this point of time you are into yoga jara school of thoughts later you will still be into yoga jara school of thoughts it depends you may have to combine with other school of thoughts to elevate your understanding. Because if your faith is there, then you have to amalgamate with others' faith school of thoughts to make it more worthwhile for you. This is the wondrous or the awesome, you know, powers of the triple gem that will empower you. All right. Thank you. Do you have any other question to ask? I think we have seated long enough. All right. Uh, I hope to, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Please. 
Um, yeah. I think just now you mentioned that to become a Buddha means um like go around in the Nasar for infinite time, right? And um oh you say to be a Buddha, to be a Buddha, I mean I just now I said uh three kalpa, like three great kalpa is that actually to be a Buddha, yeah, it's because you progress, yeah, it has to go on to a lot, it will be a long time. But of course, if you are Pusa, then it will be you will be shorter. Of course, at that point of time, you are sage itself. Yes. Why is that so? Is it? You say, why is that so? Is it? Uh, so, so because, like, uh, for someone like me, right, who is like still new to learning the Dharma and uh, still trying to find out more about the Mahayana teachings, uh, it may seem very overwhelming for oh. <laughs> So. Uh, I, I know to me it's still very theoretical, but <laughs> yeah, then true. it may frighten someone to think that they have to go through this path. So, is there a way, like any advice? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I have to answer. She may have asked a very good question. Okay. You see, um, when we talk about the three kalpa or the time is limitless, this is due to that your, due your many lifetime. You will be. Re you know, after this lifetime, you may be born, but depending on the coming actions that you have done, all right? Then you may be born. Who knows that next life will be like something like Queen Elizabeth II. You <laughs> enter into the Anglican faith, am I right? Then during that period when you enter into become the Queen Elizabeth III, then you have to uphold the faith itself. You cannot be happy. You can't go into other faith. Am I right to say that? Okay, then from that life, then that life you will enjoy, you will be treated like a queen, you will deplete your marriage field, right? So, um, we will take that for example, then after that another life, you may not be a Buddhist again, alright, you may be a Buddhist, but you, because you do not have the knowledge of your past life, then you may continue to commit actions, which are not desirable. So you need to That's why it goes a long time. That's why it's important that you get the right understanding. So that to lessen the time. That's why I say if you have the right understanding, okay, right faith, the right understanding of it, then your cultivation will not be futile. It will benefit you. You will progress even faster. But however, no, you must know that due to impermanence, you may not know. Who knows during that period as Queen Elizabeth III, all right, being an Anglican, all right, then you're anti-Buddhist. Then what happened? You go on a disparaging campaign of bringing down the Buddha Dharma. You know how serious is that? Then you will be inside the so-called hell for the longest period of time. Then after that, you still have to come up from there. You come up to the head, uh, from the uh, hungry ghosts to the animals, then to Earth itself, so-called to the human run, not Earth itself, human run. Then after that, you slowly learn. So you can see the segregation itself, the time that goes like rubber band that goes. So it brings a long time, you may not know. That's why you have to bring forth the vows that you must be born as human being. You must born into the Buddhist family. You must be a Buddhist. You must follow the teaching of the Buddha or born during when the Buddhas are being born into this world or when they are becoming Buddhas are born into this world. You must born during the time of the Buddha, don't born outside the time of the Buddha. But we are lucky, you're born outside the time of the Buddha, but we still have the time. 
we still have the opportunity, the golden opportunity to learn about Buddha Dharma because we have patriarch, we have the masters that pass down all this precious Dharma treasury to us. But not how about you? If you were born in now Queen Elizabeth, no, you will die as an Anglican. Am I right? We talk about the case of Prince Philip, who has just died. Prince Charles loved Buddhism, but he can't be a Buddhist because he has to ascend the throne. He has to be an Anglican. Am I right? Unless as a king he changed. That depends. You understand? So don't be feel overwhelmed. We are just giving you a figure. All right, all right. You can become the Buddha. You can be on the stage if you possess the right faith, as I said, the right understanding, and you put the right understanding and faith into it. You put, uh, you you go into the right action of it, and that's it. You you realize it. But more often than not, many people they don't. They are into non-right understanding, non-right faith. They have the faith, but the faith is not right. All right. They do not have the four indestructible faith in them. You understand? All right. We're just talking. Then about if you are in heaven, the time is also if you do something good, then you go in heaven. Long time you enjoy the pleasure. You forget think you have forgotten about Buddhism itself. You are enjoying yourself. So that's why they say on earth here, this is the best place, better than heaven itself, for practicing Buddhism and for you to elevate. Understand? Thank you. With that, shall we do our and how do you say it again? Okay. Dedication comes. Now I do the dedication. May all beings everywhere, clogged by suffering of body and mind, obtain an ocean of happiness and joy by virtue of my merits. My merits of sharing the Dharma with you. May all of you be blessed, free of suffering, and you progress on the path of Buddha Dharma now and forever. And we say this, okay? May the triple gem, the Buddha Dharma and Sankha, and all of you here. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you.